2: Welcome to How to Survive with Danielle and Christine, the show that'll teach you how to survive the things that could kill you.
0: Like eagles attacking, your car stalled on the railroad tracks, or being lost at sea. And the things that'll just make you wish you were dead. Forgetting to wear a bra, losing your car in a parking lot, or having to poop in a bucket.
2: Oh, that sounds all terrible. Maybe
0: we should just play (laughs) the theme song. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do it.
2: Survive with Danielle and Christine. I'm Danielle. I'm Christine. (laughs) I guess I'm just laughing because I
0: just did a silly face before we started to to pump up my energy. I loved it. It looked like you were so excited to be here you couldn't contain yourself. I can't. I am so excited. I'm excited to be
2: here. Sure. I got my
0: car back. I know that's very exciting. So here's some exciting news. Yes. I think it's still going to be exciting by the time listeners hear this. Sure. I was listening to The Daily. Yeah. Uh, Probably everyone's heard of that podcast. And they had a whole episode on Adnan Syed's release. Was that Today's Daily? That was Today's Daily. Okay. Um, For those of you who haven't heard of him, he's from the wildly popular serial podcast that was like... It the, was the the podcast that launched all true all, crime yes, podca- podcasts. That thing that was such an event. I mean, it I was, remember yeah. Sven and I texting each other and being like, "The new episode just dropped!" And like, we'd be <laughs> just in our cars, like parked somewhere, yeah. listening, and like calling each yeah. other to talk about the the next that episode. It was yeah. it was like must see podcasting, must listen. Um, did you listen to it, Karen? I did. Yeah, did everybody did. Well, not people not who don't, people listen don't listen to podcasts. podcast, but yeah. yeah,
2: I mean, I had, a, I know I had friends who were like, had no idea what I was talking
0: about, but mostly, yeah. Um, SNL did a skit on it.
2: Yes, yes, yes. And then basically that character on, Tina Fey's character on Only Murders in the Building is basically Sarah Koenig. Yes. Um, You're right. It's like a, well, it's like a, you know, that's exaggerated sort of yes host. Yeah. And Sarah Koenig, yes, was my grandmother, so. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's very exciting that she pronounces it Koenig. Sweet. It is. Um, anyway, so the
0: news is, well, the news is they passed a new law in, the, uh, is it, it's Boston, right? Jesus, I have no idea. Oh my gosh. I, I've only listened to hours okay. and hours and watched hours and hours, but yes. I don't remember. Those where kind of, those kind of details don't stay in my head. Baltimore. Thank you. I, w- I had the B right. They passed a new law that after 20 years, if you're, if you were convicted of a crime when you were a teenager, after 20 years, they will look at your case again. And so they looked at the case and they were like, wait a second. This is there's so many problems here. There's so much. Right. So many different issues. And there's evidence that wasn't looked at at the time. A couple handwritten notes that seem to point to another suspect. Basically, they said, we're not saying you're innocent.
2: Right. But I've heard the prosecutors
0: We don't have enough. Don't necessarily think he's innocent. Um and they Sarah Koenig is in this in this in this episode of the Daily talking, and she didn't she was like, I'm not gonna say any names, but I was like, Oh, it's definitely Jay. Remember the friend Jay, who was his best friend, yes. who was like, uh he called me and said, I'm gonna show you the body and he I want you to come and help me bury it. Right. And, I was, and I was always like, Jay, you are lying. Oh, this so story she, kept changing. So she
2: thinks it is Jay oh, who killed. I I do. She didn't. I just don't remember enough. My, I have such a fucking terrible memory that I'm just like, I don't even remember if I left off thinking he was guilty or not. I remember every
0: episode I was like, oh, he did it. Nope, he didn't do it. I, I still don't remember where I left off. I, on it. I felt the same way. I think at the time I was like, he did not do this. And then there'd be another episode. and I'd be like, eh, I, maybe I think. And then I've heard like. They purposely left out really incriminating yes. things against him from yes. the podcast. Yes, it was. It re, I remember feeling like a little bit manipulated in the sense oh, that it was like that making a murder Netflix documentary where I was like, "Whoa!" They wanted me to think that guy didn't right. do it, but then they left out so much information yes. that when you go on your own and you yeah. read more of the case, yeah.
2: it's really disappointing because you can make it as interesting. And put, I don't know, it's like she fell in love with him. I mean, that's yes. how you, right? That was sort of the joke. Was yes. like she was getting the hots for Adnan. Adnan. Documentaries are not unbiased. No, they're not. Well, I didn't know you were going to talk about this today, but coincidentally, I am now reading Compulsion. Do you know what Compulsion is? No. Okay, have you heard of the Leopold Loeb case from the 20s? It's familiar. Okay, you probably know it, Garen, because you know the Hitchcock movie Rope. Yes. Okay, so Rope is and compulsion are two movies that are based on this story of two teenagers who killed basically because they thought they were superior human beings and that um there's no free will like this is what they 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 have a different sense of morality anyway they're fucked up they're these fucked up teenagers who are brilliant of course and um and compulsion is a very thinly veiled story of they changed the names of the guys, but basically, it's they called it the first true story novel. Huh. Um, I'm gonna read it because it's fascinating, and it's really written well. And um, it's just like gets you into the mind of the guys, but yeah. it also gets you into the mind of the uh, the author. Happened to have gone to school with them. They were all three geniuses who graduated okay. high school at 14, 14 or fifteen, and um, he was a reporter. This guy who wrote the book, he was a reporter. Met, it's like, his name is, oh, it's Meyer Levin, because I always want to say Meyer Lemon. Yes. It's Meyer Levin. And um, I'm not quite clear how much he actually was involved in reporting on the case. It's That part's a little confusing, because I don't know how much is fiction about that part. But anyway, if you like spooky things, yes. and you're interested in human psychology... Yes. And Sign me up. its um, I've always liked the movie Rope, and I've always known about the story, but I've never realized, I don't know if I realized Compulsion the movie was based on a book, but
0: anyway. So there's Compulsion the book, and there's also Compulsion Compulsion, the the movie, movie. which is not related to Rope, which is also a movie by Alfred Hitchcock. Right, Which and they're all loosely
2: based or more than loosely based on Leopold and Loeb. This is so
0: exciting because you've given me four things (laughs) to look forward to. Three things. No, because I don't know about Leopold and Loeb either, so I can go down that rabbit hole. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've never seen Rope, which is exciting because I love Alfred Hitchcock. Right. I love Alfred Hitchcock Presents.
2: Wait, I just want to say this and then we'll get to the show. But so yesterday, look, I am employed. I actually am working, but the show, it doesn't really take that much time. Braggart. So I have a lot. I still have a lot of free time on my hands. And um, so yesterday I was eating lunch. I was like, well, I'll just watch something while I'm eating lunch. So I put on, I just like put in on Netflix house, like maybe I can watch one of those house renovation shows. Okay. So it's some show called like instant house makeover or instant something. And Danielle Brooks from uh, Orange is the New Black is the host for no reason. Oh, I'm sorry. She's not the host. She's the team leader. (laughs) (laughs) She knows nothing about making houses. Anyway, the premise of the show is that they get you out of your house like one person's in on it. And they get you out of your house for 12 hours. But meanwhile, they've reconstructed basically your house in a warehouse and they've already figured out what they're going to do. And in 12 hours, they're going to remodel your entire house. Mm -mm. So, okay, fair enough. That's the premise. Um, This is the first episode. Okay, First episode. The man is the one. The husband is the one who is in on it. Okay, He has submitted them. So it's him and his wife and his wife's mother. Who's blind? What? What? <laughs> Why? I mean, so when it's the reveal, it's like this room is really dark blue, mom.
0: Why would they do that?
2: It's like, oh, ma. And then she just keeps going, it seems really fresh. <laughs> and then I'm thinking, like, well, oh, now you're going to have to learn how to navigate a whole. <laughs> just, you man. have to memorize a whole.
0: It's way. just more work for her. It's just so much more
2: work. She was crying and she was very appreciative, and they made like a sensory garden for her. But like, there were steps yeah in the garden. There were steps down to the garden. And she is 100% blind, from what I could understand. If she wasn't born blind. She, like, From some reason it became, so I'm like, this is
0: so funny, Mom. The couch is pink. (laughs) Well, I guess she knows what pink. I mean, yes, she understands pink. So weird. And I was like,
2: this is the first episode they show. They should have started with a more normal situation. That's
0: so bizarre. It was very
2: sweet, and the woman was pregnant, and they were going to bring a baby. And they had, I mean, the house was a disaster. It was a very cute house that was a disaster. So ultimately, it will be easier for the woman to get around, the grandmother to get around. But she just kept steps. saying it seems so fresh. Mm, fresh. And <laughs> uh, she's
0: kicking things over.
2: She's yeah, she's just house. tripping over the that ottoman. Must have been horrible to edit. Oh, I at. forgot to tell you, Mom. There's an ottoman there now. It's it's orange. Okay, are we ready to um, get into our topic? Speaking of being lost in your ho- own home, yes, this is. How to survive being lost at sea. Ooh, I love this. Okay, so it's it's kind of how to survive at sea with many different situations that go on. It's not all about being lost at sea, but my stories, plural, are about mm. being lost at sea. We'll see if we get to both of them. We'll see. Okay, okay, okay. First, a little factoid. I love factoids. Jose Salvador Alvarenga nice. holds the record for the longest so- solo survival at sea. He was adrift for 438 days. What? That's more than a year. Yeah. And traveled over 6,700 miles.
0: That's not a record you want to ever hold, I would imagine.
2: Uh, no, no. Below is an extract from the newly released Ultimate Survival Manual. Rich Johnson is a former paratrooper. And demolition officer who once survived in the desert wilderness for a year living in a cave and eating insects. This is the guy who wrote this. I just thought that was interesting. That is. Find drinking water at sea.
0: Oh, yeah. That seems hard.
2: Yes. Water, water everywhere and not a drop to drink. Now, not if you're prepared, not if you're prepared, resourceful and willing to put effort into collecting drinkable water. And you should be. It will save your life. Yeah, I'm going to make this effort. Trap moisture. Outfit your vessel with a plastic tarpaulin. I looked it up.
0: It's basically a tarp. Yeah. I guess tarp is just short for tarpaulin. Yeah, maybe they're just being fancy. Yeah.
2: To catch rainwater and drain it into containers, allowing the first drops of rain to wash the salt off of the tarpaulin. If you don't have a tarpaulin, use fabric to absorb moisture. Then wring it out into containers. Never drink salt water. It will make you ill and speed dehydration and death. So they're saying that everything already has salt on it when you're in the ocean. Okay. So you have to rinse that off first. Yes.
0: So don't just drink those first drops. That's right. Oh, that's going to be hard. You're gonna be so thirsty.
2: So thirsty. Maybe you can just hold out your tongue.
0: That's true. And get yeah. the rain. Get those drops. What if your tongue has salt all over it?
2: It probably does. When you've been, don't swallow your tongue.
0: That's going to be hard. I'm thirsty.
2: When you've been adrift at sea for a period of time, all your clothes end up encrusted with salt crystals. At the first sign of rain, give all your clothes and other fabrics, a sea water bath. Yes, it's salty. I know it sounds hmm. paradoxical. It does. It's salty, but not as salty as the salt residue, which will make any water it contacts undrinkable. So they're saying the, Wash the crystals, your yes,
0: in the salty in the salt sea.
2: water, it's better than. I know it sounds crazy. I'll
0: do it. I'll do it.
2: I know. If you have sails, make a bowl out of them to capture the water. Tarps, shirts, plastic sheets, and even the raft itself can all collect water. Any can, bottle, or other container can store it. The first, because I was thinking like, why wouldn't you just collect it in the in the bottle? But then I was like, oh, obviously that's harder to make sure it aims into the bottle. So you want to collect small, it in something bigger yeah. and then pour it into the bottle or can. Um, the first water you collect will have a high salt content, so store it separately and use it to clean wounds or to wash food before eating. Okay. Orient yourself by the stars. yeah that's the exact exact reaction i had when i read it i Uh was like yeah right okay well i hope i have enough water until someone finds me yeah because what star i don't even know i'm gonna tell you and and maybe it'll make sense to people who know about stars who are just better at these things okay to find polaris the prominent star that's close to the north celestial pole Look for the famous pattern of stars called the Big Dipper or the plow in the constellation Ursa Major. Have you ever been able to find something that someone points out to you in the sky? Or do you just nod and pretend
0: you see it? I can see the Big Dipper okay, often. It, the one that looks like the, you know, it has the handle yeah. and the cup thing. Right. I could see that, but like, I don't think I could do anything about it. It had a picture of it in this article I was reading, yeah. and I still didn't understand it.
2: I just, my mind does not want, I'm just like, uh, okay.
0: But even if, I, if I'm if i lost in sea, and no I look tell- up, I don't know what to do about well, it. Well, wait, I'm okay. going to tell you. Oh, okay. It's not going to help. But I'm, I'm sure it's going to clear everything up.
2: All right, ready? Yeah. Mentally draw a line connecting the stars at the end of the Big Dipper's bowl, then extend that line out five times its length, to arrive at Polaris. It's hard to miss, since it's the brightest star in Ursa Minor or the Little Dipper. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Seek the South Pole. Traveling, even if I could do all this, I don't know what that tells me. Yeah, because even if I'm like, okay, I found that brightest star. Does that take me to Best Buy or something? And? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Traveling below the equator, find the southern cross's long axis and extend a line down four and a half times the axis length. Then, locate the bright star's Rigel Kent and Hadar to the left of the Southern Cross. Wait a second. Figure,
0: look, you can't. Those get me. just sound like <laughs> characters in Harry Potter. They are. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Rigel Kent. Hadar the half giant
2: (laughs) I know Figure figure the midpoint I mean I was going to leave all this out But I knew it would be funny Because I knew none of us would understand Figure the midpoint between these two stars Then imagine a perpendicular line From that point to the end of the line Oh come on That intersection marks the south pole Okay now we're getting into more practical things Catch fish in open waters Okay Okay if you're in a life raft, see maybe what you should do is if you're in this situation and you're like, "Oh my god, I'm lost at sea! I'm so scared! I I don't know what to yeah, do." Yeah. And you read these instructions, and then you're like, "Oh my god, I don't know! I don't understand what they're talking about." And then it says, "Catch fish." You're like, "Oh, that's okay. easy! I'll just do that. I'll, yeah. do, I'll catch the fish yes. and, and get the water." And everything seems easy compared to measure out five and a half times yes. the length of that wants like you to do the midpoint of the star. You know, from, some kind of geometry. Yeah. <laughs> If you're in a life raft, small fish often gather beneath the raft. I thought this was good. Either out of curiosity or because they feel sheltered there. Oh. Who knows? But catching those fish might satisfy your need for nourishment. Troll a hand line with a hook and anything flashy to serve as a lure. Maybe your keys at one point. I mean, you don't really need them at this
0: what point. What do you right? need those for?
2: Jig the lure up and down a few meters below the surface, being careful not to snag the life raft with the hook. Oh,
0: don't do You would feel so dumb. You would dumb. so stupid. Oh One God. of those things where you're reaching behind you because yes. you cast it, and then you flipped open oh. the raft, and it comes oh over God. you, and you end on the water? And you'd feel, when you're dying, you're going to feel so dumb. So stupid. After catching a fish, you use the guts as bait to catch
2: more. Yeah. I hope there's no sharks around where you are. Yeah, it feels like also, like... <sighs>
0: Here's some ways to lure a
2: shark. I did skip the part about sharks because we've already talked about that. So, didn't we do a shark episode? Yes, am I we making did. Things? Shit. I was like, <laughs> am no, I just confusing this? We did. your
0: famous New Zealand accent? Oh, Jesus.
2: Okay. Australian. Yeah. I don't do New Zealand. Sorry. I have a hard time telling those apart. Not so, yours. Uh, no, I don't. Just I don't, in general. Yeah. Okay, small sailbo- Small sailboats capsize easily, but lucky they're easy to write. Crawl up onto the overturned hull, grab the centerboard, which is called the keel, and lean back. Oh. Using your weight against the centerboard as a lever to flip the boat over. Okay. Uh, when it's upright, crawl aboard and bail out the water. If your capsized boat is a motorboat without a centerboard, riding it will take a bit more doing.
0: Yeah, I'd imagine.
2: Tie one end of a rope something secure in the middle of a boat like an orlock, which is also a character from Harry Potter if I'm I not. thought so they have magical powers but they're only half they're half wizards and half boats toss the free end of the rope up onto the hull crawl onto the hull to grab the free end of the rope facing the side where the rope is tied back up toward the water and lean back using your weight against the rope to pull the boat over once it's upright scramble on and start bailing I'm not kidding I think my experience with um with uh, Pilates will help in this situation. Yeah, yeah you, A lot of times you got to like you're pulling on ropes and to not fall forward into the well as it's called. You have to lean back.
0: You and use your abs. Your core strength. Is my core
2: strength is going to say out of me. control. It really is. But I would say mm-hmm. if you're
0: on the on the speedboat, you don't want to use your keys to fish because <laughs> no, you probably keys. need those keys. I meant house keys. But did you hear Karen just said he's mm. doomed? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, my core is. I don't oh, have before. a core. <laughs> You're coreless. Uh,
2: okay. Put out a boat fire. A fire on a boat is a life-threatening catastrophe, so it's wise to have a plan in place before you leave shore. Step one, store fresh fire extinguishers. In That blind lady knows when the extinguishers are fresh. She
0: does. She <laughs> loves them. She knows about freshness.
2: Store fresh fire. <laughs> Just picturing her like... At one point, a husband and wife go in to tour, and Danielle just sits on the uh, porch with the woman, and she's like, your daughter's smiling really big right now. (laughs) Because she's watching her through the window. Oh, my God. All right. Store fresh fire extinguishers in locations near the galley and the engine compartment, the two most likely locations for fire. Step two, if fire breaks out, move everyone out of the cabin and get them into life vests. Call VHF channel 16 to report the emergency. Prepare to abandon ship. Step three, fight the fire with extinguishers, keeping uh, a clear escape route behind you at all times. Always extinguish fires from the bottom up. We learned that on our fire episode. Yeah. And move back and forth, right? Plug a leak. Water is supposed to stay outside of the boat, but inevitably some gets inside due to rain or waves coming over the bow. That's not a big problem. However, when water invades because of a leak, the problem becomes quite real find the trouble spot. Your top priority is to locate the leak. If you can't find it, head for dry land fast. Check to see that the boat's drain plug is closed. If it's open, that's your culprit. Heal your heal your hull. That's good for you, just in general advice for you.
0: I'm always Chris. wanting to heal my hull.
2: You have to That's why you're in PT, right? Yeah. Yeah. To heal your hull. Yep.
0: Working on it two times a week.
2: <clears throat> if the leak is caused by a failed through hull fitting, stop it with a conical soft wood plug that should be tethered to the hull. Protect with plastic. If the hull is fractured due to impact, because maybe that's how you got lost in the first place. Oh right. Um place a large plastic sheet across the leak on the outside of the hull. Secure the plastic with ropes. Water pressure will help hold it in place as you carefully head for land. Okay, I have two stories, just so the um just so the listener knows, if I only get to one, it's because we had to edit. But here we go. Deborah Kylie was no stranger to the seas. She had spent most of her life working as a crew member. On oh, I didn't ask you if you were ready for a story. You didn't. Mm-mm. Are you guys ready for a story? Absolutely. No. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm always ready for a story. Okay. She had spent most of her life working as a crew member on yachts around the world. So she thought that signing up to crew, the 58-foot sailing yacht Trash Man. Wait. In, o- <laughs> in October of 1982 it was just another job. It would turn out to be anything but. John Lippeth, the captain of the ship, Brought his girlfriend Meg Mooney along for the ride. I'm worried about this guy. You should be trash man. Okay. The two. Well, he's the captain. He's not the owner. Of okay. The ship. He's okay. The captain. The two other crew members on the ship were Mark Adams and Brad Kavanaugh. The plan was to take the yacht from Annapolis, Maryland, down to Florida to meet up with its owner. Okay. I guess Mr. Trash. The first. <laughs> the first. Please, that's my father. Um. The first half of the trip was pretty smooth sailing, although Kylie. So Kylie is our main uh, person here. Started noticing things that made her uneasy. Lipiff, that's the captain, kept making excuses to go below deck, for instance. And Kylie soon realized that their captain was afraid of the ocean. What? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Oops. I've never done this before. I, I read an extended...
2: Okay, this is from a book. Uh-huh. And I read an extended passage from the book. Yeah. I didn't read the whole book, yeah. so I don't know. But I don't understand how he got to this point. I, mean, I don't know how he got to be the captain that's of a yacht, amazing. having been afraid of the ocean. Lippith and Adams, Adams is the one of the crew members, also spent the entire voyage completely drunk. Oh, my Lord. Of the five people on the yacht, only Kylie and Kavanaugh um, were experienced, capable sailors after the boat passed north carolina the trip took a turn for the worst a massive storm appeared out of nowhere and trash man headed right into the heart of it kylie recalled wind speeds of over 70 knots and 40 foot waves oh so powerful they ripped holes in the boat my god two days after they set sail the yacht torn apart by the sea began to sink yeah they're just sitting on a sinking boat for two days the crew managed to make it to a lifeboat, but not before the ship's rigging seriously injured Mooney, that's the girlfriend of the drunk captain, leaving severe lacerations on her arms and legs. Uh, her bleeding attracted sharks.
0: No, 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 no. Oh who gosh. followed
2: the lifeboat for the remainder of the journey. Oh, The crew found themselves adrift with no supplies or water miles from land. Two days after the trash man sunk, Lipith and Adams already dehydrated from alcohol yeah and dying of thirst began drinking seawater
0: oh you dummies they
2: started hallucinating and rambling incoherently on the third day lipith that was probably a fun day for them though it was probably fun yeah right i mean yeah uh on the third day lip maybe he was had delusions of being able to crew a boat yeah to, to captain a boat uh on the third day lipith in a state of delirium jumped into the water and attempted to swim to shore he was immediately.
0: <laughs> he was immediately attacked and killed by the shark. Oh no, oh my god! It's so horrible. But it's so horrible. It's like, but it's just, listen, if you're gonna pretend you know how to sail, it's just the word "immediately." <laughs> it's like, hulp! Soon, Adams jumped. Above. I got this, guys. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, <laughs> drunk. Don't know how to. Okay, soon Adams jumped overboard as well. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, muttering something about going to get some cigarettes. Oh no, honey. Maybe it you're pl- not. Maybe it's like you know how you always say like, oh my husband went out to get cigarettes. Yeah, and he, and he never that was came back. Years ago, <laughs> maybe he was practicing that line and just. And then he got eaten by sharks. The sharks attacked him also so violently that the boat spun around and the water turned red.
0: <gasps> oh my God, that's grim.
2: That night, Mooney, this is the girlfriend who got lacerations, succumbed to her injuries, mm. dying of blood poisoning. I feel bad
0: for her. Jesus. Yeah. She didn't know what she was getting into. No, she just
2: thought she was having a good time. She thought she was dating a boat captain that knew what he was doing. Right. Kylie and Kavanaugh, the only two left,
0: had to toss her body overboard where she too was eaten by sharks. <laughs> Guys, not for nothing, this would be a really good Jaws movie.
2: It would be such a good movie. It is, like I said, it is a book. So, I don't know. Shortly after, Kylie and Kavanaugh, close to death themselves, were spotted by a Russian cargo ship off the coast of Cape Hatteras. The crew rescued them four days after they abandoned ship and five days after setting sail. She wrote a book called No Victims, Only Survivors, Ten Lessons for Survival. Oh. Yeah, so I would... um uh, check out that book because change I, that
0: title. There's at least
1: three victims, right? <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, I guess she's saying she's not she's not a victim. Or well it's supposed to be a how to book, so maybe it's like oh, there wouldn't see, be yeah. there wouldn't be casualties if you if you'd like not gotten drunk. That's probably step one. Not don't pretend. get drunk. Don't fake a license no for how to yeah. be a yeah, captain. <laughs> right. Don't bring your girlfriend along on a job. Okay, here's the second story. You ready? Yes. This guy's name is Steve Callahan. All right, it's written in the first person. I love boats and I've spent all my life around them. By my mid twenties, I was design—oh, sorry—by my twenties, I was designing and building them. One of which was a six-point-five sloop I named Napoleon Solo. Not trash man? No. Hmm. Um, when I was twenty-nine, I sailed her alone across the Atlantic. I'd been dreaming of doing it since I was twelve, and the crossing was exhilarating. On the return journey, the first week was calm, and when a gale started, I wasn't too concerned. I knew the boat, and I'd been through much worse. Late that night, something, probably a whale or a large shark, smashed into the boat with a deafening bang, creating a hole in the hull. Uh-oh. I woke up in my bunk, water thundering over me. That's terrifying. Yes. Judging by the level it was coming in, I knew she was sinking fast. I felt an odd mixture of sensations, fear, panic, even slight amusement at the fact that there was a camera attached to the back of the boat taking these dramatic shots of the storm and my sinking boat that no one would ever see. Then I snapped into autopilot. I started to pack my life raft, but realized that I'd have to dive down into the cabin if I wanted to get essential survival items. So this is a guy who's prepared, but now his boat's flooding and he has to go get this stuff. Water, food, flares, a spear gun and sleeping bag. The boat was almost completely submerged, but I held my breath and went under again and again.
0: Oh my god.
2: I know, it's terrifying. I remember the water below seemed so peaceful compared with the sea raging outside. I felt entering I felt I felt like entering a watery tomb.
0: Oh, that's so scary. But
2: that's that's peacefully saying. Why do people do this? I don't know. I'm scared just hearing it. I clambered, exhausted, onto the inflatable rubber raft and attached it to the end of a rope that was tied to the boat. To me, it still felt like a lifeline. That night, I huddled under the canopy of my six-foot circular raft, with waves beating the sides, constantly bailing out water with an old tin can. Just before dawn, the rope came free from the boat, and I knew I was totally alone. I was now adrift in the middle of the Atlantic, 800 miles west of the Canaries, but heading in the opposite direction. All I had was a little food and enough water for a few days. In the coming days, I had a lot of time to think and I regretted every mistake I'd ever made.
0: Like this one? Yes.
2: (laughs) I was divorced and felt I had failed at human relations generally, at business and now even at sailing. I desperately wanted to get through it so I could make a better job of my life. I kept a log, fished with my spear gun and made water with a solar still, a contraption that took me days to get working properly, producing just over a pint a day. I guess the uh, solar still is something that uh, desalinates the water oh, wow. I'm guessing okay. around day 14 I saw a ship lit a flare and thought I'd been seen but it just went right on by Ugh. every morning came with a bit of hope but each afternoon I was in despair I did see a handful of ships but none of them saw me after a month at sea I drifted right through the shipping lanes as I moved a month can you imagine no but also just like you would go crazy like there's no one to talk to there's no one there's like I've, how do you not just throw yourself over the side I don't know as I moved into tropical waters, it became hotter and the dehydration unbearable. One of the worst parts of being adrift for so long was the physical discomfort, the salt water sores on my skin, the hunger and constant thirst. <sighs> by day 50, i I'd been struggling for 10 days to keep the raft afloat with a pump after part of it ripped. I was at my lowest. I broke down and gave up, but then I got scared by the thought I would be dead in a few hours. I found a way to fix the raft and it felt like the biggest victory of my life. The next phase was just hanging on to life, really looking at my watch, watching the minutes drag by. In the last few days, the solar stills packed up and I figured this must be the end. I, I guess that means it stopped stop working. Stopped working, it Backed sounds like. Backed up, maybe. Yeah. I had three cans of water left. My body and mind were shutting down. It was as if I could feel all the pe- I mean, I get like this if I don't eat lunch. Yeah. I'm, I'm not kidding. Like if
0: I don't have a snack bar in I my get car. Like,
2: yeah, I get disoriented. Yeah. I don't know which end is up. Well, you know what we're never going to do? Be on a boat without food?
0: Go out to sea alone.
2: Um, My mind and body were shutting down. It was as if I could feel all the people who had ever been lost at sea around me. I had no more to give. Soon after, I was spotted by some fishermen off Guadalupe after they'd seen birds hovering over the raft. The The fish guts that I had thrown back into the sea had attracted both seabirds and fish, and a whole ecosystem had sprung up around my raft. By the time the fishermen reached me, I had lost a third of my body weight. And it was six weeks before I could walk properly again.
0: Oh, my Lord.
2: I still don't regret my 76 days alone in the raft. To this day, I feel lightened by what I went through because it changed me for the better. But would I want to be adrift in the ocean again? No way.
0: Wow. Crazy, right? I, I want to hear from one person that's like, I completely regret that experience. Oh, I'm
2: sure that first woman did.
0: She must. I I hope she says that in her book. I don't know. If she's like... Yeah, I know what you mean. People trying to make... It's the false positive. I would never change that experience because it taught me so much about how to live my life. I mean, I think you have to find a positive spin on it. But I'm also just amazed by people that are like, you know what sounds good? Going out into the ocean alone.
2: I mean, this guy obviously is much more prepared than one of us would be. So... As horrible and, and, and challenging as it was, at least he had some he had the knowledge right and he, skills. Yes. And it sounds like he did. it did change his life. I don't yeah. know. In my mind, he got back together with
0: his wife. Yeah, I, I like they, to think And they that. made babies. I don't know. They're living happily together. They're living happily together. They go to Tahoe every year. Of course they do. <laughs> they have a place on Tahoe. Mm-hmm. That's why I like to think about them. I like to think that about them, too.
2: Those those were great stories. That's you see why I couldn't choose. And there were a lot of stories. Like I found a site that had lots of stories and people who were adrift at sea longer than than these uh, two were. But I thought these had so many elements to it. The I mean,
0: drama, intrigue, heartbreak, yes. just everything you want yes. in a story, Daniel. Some
2: were you know people who were um, caught in the middle of a war and like would end up in the water. You know, for a year, <laughs> just crazy,
0: crazy shit. I mean, it's. It's a miracle. It is. What you're bringing to us. Thank you.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I agree. Um, I guess we'll be right back right after this.
0: Yeah, I can't wait. A new year is a new chance to focus on you. You're probably already picturing yourself struggling at the gym, but not all self-help has to mean
2: suffering. Squeeze.com is making it easier than ever to elevate your wellness by delivering a juice cleanse right to your doorstep. It's the easiest juice cleanse you'll ever do that may aid in weight loss, eliminating bloating, clearing your skin, boosting your
0: energy levels, improving sleep, and breaking bad eating habits. Meet all your health goals from the comfort of your home. Get free same-day local delivery or fast free delivery nationwide with code WONDERY today at
2: squeezed.com. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding your tail.
0: Welcome back to How to Survive with Danielle and Christine. Danielle. Christine. I think you know what I'm going to ask. What I did during my break? Yep. I think you know what I'm going to answer. You went to the bathroom. Yes. Peeed. Oh, so glad. You know, we can't come back with a full bladder. No.
2: Our audience
0: deserves. They deserve
2: an empty, empty,
0: full hearts, empty bladders. Yes. (laughs) Can't lose. (laughs) Is that from the blind side? No. No, it's from Friday Night Lights. Oh, you know, I've never watched it, even though I love Kyle Chandler. How could you? Say oh you love God. Kyle Channer and never watch that show. Where did it come from? I, exactly. Where does the point? love come from? Well, Sorry, I just started no. That's talking. okay, sir. <laughs> I loved him early days when he was the time traveling. Uh, oh, that show from well, that, that one season
2: show, <laughs> early edition.
0: <laughs> oh my God! Well, See? we've talked about it before. Yes, we have. To, we've. Talked ad nauseum about and bloodlines.
1: Yes, one of the most memorable episodes of Grey's Anatomy. Again, I'm inserting myself before I've been introduced. Please, but I can okay. Not speak.
2: We have. I didn't know he was on Grey's Anatomy.
0: I didn't know one that of the either. Most
1: memorable episodes of season one or two. The episode where she has her hands in a patient that's about to blow up, like a bomb is in there, and if she oh, yeah. takes her hand out, it's going to blow up. My Kyle is like the. <laughs> it's
2: is, speed is, on a body. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's, <laughs> it's it is. Speed it it on totally what well, Christina Ricci's in that episode. Oh it's my so great God. as a guest. Are, and so is Kyle Chandler. Great, great episode. Is he an EMT? Of, he's either the EMT or, like, a, a cop. Or he some. comes in, right? Yeah, and he's the, in the room yeah, and, and it's he's like telling dusty. her, like, yeah.
0: <laughs> it's a very
2: memorable I scene. I can't believe any of you have watched Grey's Anatomy, but um, you know what? Let me introduce <laughs> our yes, please do.
0: very funny and talented guest, Sarah Schaefer. She's a comedian. She's a writer. She's an artist. Yeah. She's performing some live shows in L.A. Go to her all her social medias. Mm-hmm. We're going to link it to this episode coming out. She and also has a book, Grand. You should yes. buy it, support our um, guest. And um, she's very funny. So thank you and for Sarah, being on. Sarah, I Sarah. know you from Twitter mm-hmm. because oh, yeah. I watch your videos, which are yeah.
1: hysterical. <laughs> thank you.
2: Sarah has these videos that kind of give you like insight into showbiz mm-hmm. in a very sardonic way, which I appreciate. And they're just hysterical. And I've always, and, and Chris said, I'm going to, book and I'm like, "Oh my god, I love her." Yeah, so that's great. I'm <laughs> so excited. You. We're very Thank happy. You. To have and her. and then and you do miniatures, mm-hmm. which my son dabbles in a little bit. Yeah. So people always send me like links to miniatures and stuff. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And, I, I'm at the point now where I'm so deep in it that when you just if you're listening and you're like, start following me, and you're like, oh, I saw something miniature, and you think you're going to DM me, and you think I haven't seen it yet, right? You're F a fool. you, <laughs> right? I, uh-huh. The algorithm is on me. Yeah. Okay, it's got me. Enough. I got, I'm, I already follow all the accounts. I already know. Yes. By the time it hits you, it, I feel like the from the um, devil wears Prada, like <laughs>
2: right, like uh, it's no longer him.
1: And this isn't blue. <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> like that's uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm deep in that world.
0: Now. Well, I can't wait to show my my daughter Alex mm. is ten, and she is obsessed with making things mm-hmm. small. Like if we're making pancakes for breakfast, she's like, "Oh yeah, can I make some miniature pancakes, Mom?" With the serious? batter, and I'm like, "Yeah, go ahead." And she'll make really tiny, tiny ones, ones, like a little drop. She'll yeah. stack them. She'll find something oh, to make. I love it. A plate, a small mm-hmm. plate. She'll mm-hmm. stack them. Oh, really. Get a tiny, tiny bit of butter. Yeah. A little bit of syrup, and she's <laughs> I like, I really love that. And she's like. It, for her, she goes, Mom, this is so satisfying. Exactly. Wow, it really so hits something in her uh-huh. to make something, whatever it is. You know, she'll be like, I made the smallest plate of pasta. <laughs> you know, she likes to do food, or if food she food, likes to yeah. get clay and mm-hmm. she'll make the tiniest little bowl of fruit. Mm-hmm. Doesn't play with dolls anymore. But Mm -hmm. likes to make the things for the doll. Like Mm. yes, it's really it's fascinating. She sounds a lot like
1: me. (laughs) She really yeah. So
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna put her on, all of your. um... She's gonna start DM DM. How old is she? She's ten.
1: Okay, well let's
0: you know. You guys might hit sometimes some
1: some inappropriate stuff slips onto my timeline. Teeny tiny penises. Yeah no. (laughs) I will. uh... (laughs) It's like my stand up. You know if I were to post a clip, I don't know if I would want a ten year old. Eh, Most of it's clean, it's fine. She'll be fine.
0: She's she's already seen some things yeah, with I me as her that. mother, think, yeah. so it might it might be okay. Yeah. Um, so first half of the episode, Danielle. Yes. Why don't you uh, let the audience? Well, the first half of the episode the we
2: talked about being lost at sea and now mm. we're
0: gonna talk about riding the waves with Sarah Schaefer. Yeah, yeah Sarah, so give us some intel.
1: Um, well, specifically for me, first of all, I'm glad I missed it because I am actually really afraid of the ocean. Mm. Um, me too I love the beach mm-hmm. I do not yeah. like the ocean Yes, yeah. uh, I like Same. to be at the beach I, I maybe dabble like yeah. I put my feet in yes if it's a very calm day and I'm talking my beach that I always w- have gone to is in North Carolina. Okay, it's much more calm than a Pacific Coast beach. Waters warmer, I imagine. Well, right, soft sand, no mm-hmm. rocks. You oh, know, that it's, sounds it's ideal. Really beautiful. Yeah. And um, but even then, yeah, <laughs> like it's got to be like a lake for yeah. me to want to get in there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I. Um, Did a it's what my book is about, actually. Oh, Um, I did an eight day whitewater rafting trip through the Grand Canyon, 228 miles on the Colorado River, experienced some of the biggest rapids you can experience. Now, Um, what?
2: Uh, Yeah. Yeah. You have this fear of the ocean. Yeah. I, what made you? It was this like a way to challenge yourself.
1: A little bit. Yeah. I don't. I also don't think I understood fully what I was doing, <laughs> getting into. My sister, um, my little sister Ross. I was planning um, for my fortieth. I, I I don't. I hate group coordinated trips. Okay. So I was like, let's do. I'll do a trip with each of my siblings. Oh, how many siblings <laughs> so is this? I have three siblings. Okay. okay. Um, And so my little sister and I decided to do a trip. She lives in Flagstaff, Arizona, which is very close to the Grand Canyon. And uh, she knew people who had done these trips. Um, She had friends who worked for this rafting company, um, Grand Canyon Whitewater. Uh, (laughs) I love them. And... um, She's like, we, you know, my friend's going to give us a deal. Do you want to do it? Let's go on an adventure. <laughs> and I'm go. like, that sounds amazing. Yeah. I would love to do that. I do love nature. I like hiking, easy hiking. Yeah. Um, I can do glamping, uh, car camping, but roughing it, not really right. something I've ever done. And so... When we were preparing for it, my life was so busy leading up to it. I didn't fully grasp what we were doing until gotcha. I started like packing for it. And I've I had surgeries like that. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> Where i was like, I'm not really sure what's going on here, but I think they're putting a tube in my right. ear afterwards. My they're like Oh my yeah.
1: god, you don't have cancer? And the the surgeon is way more excited. I just went through that. The, cancer, the surgeon was way more excited than I, re- than I thought she should have been. I was like, you really thought I had it? Oh fuck! Um, oh my god. <laughs> but yeah the the trip was um i mean it, i just didn't understand so but this there's different ways to do the grand canyon um but the trip i did you know my sister was like it's like it's luxury uh <laughs> they cook for you everything's taken care of you have okay. a cot." i'm like okay and and i'm like well what about the helmet do i need to buy it? and she's like no we don't wear helmets and i was like what <laughs> and she's yeah. like the boats are so big that like they're almost unflippable, and I'm like almost. <laughs> 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 they're saying it can happen. <laughs> and so you're on the boat; it's motorized, so you're not having to what? row. Oh, it's a huge boat. I mean, like twice the size of this but room. But does it like,
2: look like a raft? Like when you think it's of white a, water rafting?
1: Yeah. It, it, so if you've seen you've seen if you've seen footage ever before, it um and you see these like really big they're um typically light blue and they're really big um and they have two like side tubes that i don't know how it works but the front is like a lip that folds up and like it's this just massive thing okay. that goes through these waves and there's um up to like 20 people on the oh, boat wow okay. And of course when you google like whitewater rafting on the grand canyon the video you get is gonna be like the most epic shredding oh. you experience you know and i was like i immediately like shut it off i no. was like oh no yeah and you know you're but it was it, it i mean children can go on these trips like i think right. as young as nine or eight okay. or something and there might be a weight requirement too but um and old people are on you know it's really what you make it if you if you're going to do the motorized trip because okay. you don't have to physically get yourself down the river gotcha and um but it was also but it was physically very demanding you know just i mean as a very uncoordinated weak person like getting <laughs> on and off the boat was stressful like it's slippery and like the river is raging and you're yeah, like having wow. to like um and you're sleeping outside it was too hot to sleep inside the tent Okay. So I'd never slept outside before, like with nothing yeah. over me. Yeah. And that was really scary knowing there were like, you know, snakes and scorpions and all kinds yeah. of shit down wow. there. And, um, so it was overwhelming yeah. in terms of the experience, you know, the very first day you know it was i mean i'm thinking you know because i'm thinking this is like a movie or like a ride that uh-huh. yes. has been yes. curated for you yes. and right. at the very end you do yeah. the worst thing yeah no but it was like this is a river you can't control yes. right. Like yes. you have to get in where you get in and it was like literally after lunch they were like all right we're about to hit some big rapids we're gonna get our first class eight and like oh so, my god that so sounds bad in the <laughs> green Canyon. <laughs> i don't yeah. know what that means but well it sounds bad. you're amazing yeah. <laughs> The Grand Canyon. So most rapids are on a fi- a one to five scale, but in the Grand Canyon they do one to ten for some reason, and so eight is very high, and um, but it's, but it's not crazy. Like if you if you're listening and you're like, I thought five was the highest. What yeah. the hell? Like, you oh gosh, gotcha. ten is the highest in the in the Grand Canyon. Um, and then I think above that, it's like unnavigable. Like, <laughs> you know, like, Get like out. don't, like, yeah. no one should do that ever. They'll immediately die. I guess the Ni- Niagara Falls would be considered yeah. unnavigable, un- uh, unnavigable, even though people still do it sometimes, I guess, in a barrel or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> in cartoons. But yeah, the, the first big rapid, I mean, I was really really scared and I was hyperventilating afterwards oh, wow. like it was so scary I mean is you, water
0: just coming in so like... you're like
1: I didn't you just don't understand it until you're in it but the way I would describe it is you know you've done those like uh rafting rides at like sure. the amusement park where you're in the yeah. round thing mm-hmm. and it's all controlled and you like hit a thing and you kind of go up and over but in the Grand Canyon when you hit a rapid um you are literally going straight down like it feels <gasps> like you're going straight down oh. a waterfall even though it, it it when you look at it because it's so big when you look at it you're like that does it that just looks like rapids you don't understand that it's a change in elevation a lot of the times it's wow. causing
2: wait do you mean you're getting air
1: sometimes yeah you're, wow. you're getting air but like you you go like you go down and then you hit the water I mean <laughs> if this is what I <laughs> I, I'm trying to remember some of it because it's like if you want the the real story, you got to buy my book. And, um, no, I'm giving you the short version. But when you when we get to this first big rapid, um, the guide on our boat goes, if it feels like you're underwater, it's because you probably are. And I was like, what? I'm like thinking oh, no. you're going to go underwater and you do. You go straight down <gasps> or, or like, you know. Maybe it's not straight down, but it's it feels like straight yeah. down. You go up over what feels like a huge hill and then you go down. It's just like a roller coaster. <sighs> and then you slam a wall of water and yeah. then it's just you're covered. I mean, and it's really cold. Uh-huh. even in the middle of the oh summer the water is
0: very cold.
1: I yeah, it's like fifty five degrees. No, thank and you. you know, on a hot day that feels great, but when it on the days that are overcast or rainy down there, um it's brutal like you're just yeah ah, ah, and even though you're in full rain gear on those days it's a little bit just going down your like oh my you know. god but um yeah the the big rapids were really crazy and at one point we got stuck um and it was we were we were going through this um rapid called crystal falls or crystal rapid and you go through and it's one of these rapids that like they always tell you the story of the rapid and it's like this rapid, you know, or some some lore, like as you're approaching it. And then they're always like, OK, two, hand, two 25 hand,
2: people died yeah. here yesterday.
1: Hold yeah. On. Right. Well, so they don't tell you that kind right. of stuff. And then like you're and you're supposed to like hold the only thing holding you holding you on the boat is you. So you're holding on to, like, a strap here yeah. and, like, a rope here. Okay. And you have to have two opposing handholds. Okay. So that holds you on the boat. And you're just, like, uh, like a rag doll. I mean, you oh really are just, God. like, flying and yeah. bumping and hitting and, like, you know, just – it's so crazy. And, like, at one point someone did fall off. <gasps> like, the boat. I mean, it just – when you realize – I'm summarizing here, but the the point I'm trying to get to is, like, when you realize – you're on this fun trip and it feels so controlled and you realize you're not in control at all. Right, and because you, you're uh, lucky, you like, know? <laughs> like what
2: you were saying about it being a ride at a park, yeah. you're like, I've been on, you know, roller coasters, and I, which I hate, I hate roller coasters, but I've been like, okay, this is going to end and and this is all controlled and it will end. But this is this is nature and you don't know what's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, and
1: statistically speaking, you're not going to die. Right. But, um, you know people do die down there and it's you know it, it there was just last a couple of weeks ago a, a a boat one of the boats i was on, kind the type of boat i yeah. was on did flip and someone died seriously yeah and it's it's oh. so anyway we go through this crystal falls rapid thing and it's like a class 10 it's like one of the two biggest ones in the river and i'm like so nervous because they had sort of been like we're going to hit some really big water today. We're yeah. going through the roaring 20s, you know, like they call it the, have different yeah. you know, mile 20 is like crazy and mile this or whatever and um they have all this shorthand that they use and you know, um these guides are so experienced and skilled but every day is different. The so, l- water levels, sure you is. know, the conditions, everything. and
2: So I just want to understand for a second. So you, you raft for s- some amount of time every day. Yeah. And then you pull over yeah. and camp you, out.
1: Yeah. You're just camping on the side. There's no structures. There's no... I was like, oh, there's going to be little like cabins. <laughs> yeah. A little like uh, water spigots and yeah. things like that. N- nothing. And it's leave no trace. So you cannot leave anything, anything, crumbs, right. anything behind... Everybody pooped in a can, and we brought it on the... <laughs> it was like oh, this Jesus. giant tank that everybody pooped in. Like, our poop all went into this big tank together. That's This is the part that and when I people read my book, they're like, I was thinking about maybe doing this, but when I read about... The poop the, in a the, tank. It's called the Groover. Um, they were they were done. They were like, I can't do the Groover. Can't do it. Uh, so
2: every day when you're pulling over, yeah. and you're... I don't know how else to say it. Pulling <laughs> yeah, over. Yeah, you pull over. Yeah, uh, And, you, and are, are you thinking... I, I can't wait to do this again or this is horrible. I can't believe... And first of all, how many days total was it? It was eight days. Oh, my God.
1: Oh, yeah. my God. It's a long time when you're down there. You're so like, holy what, shit.
0: What were your... After what day your, yeah, after day one, were you like, I got to stop. This is terrible. Or we like like... Um,
1: what, what's they, your state of mind? I was never like, I hate this. Get me out of here. Okay. Um, I went into it. I, I had a, a, a... Not to keep referring to my book, but I had an, an emotional struggle while I was down there that I didn't anticipate, like, mm. of, because I have really bad anxiety and negative thinking that yeah. is on a loop, and it was louder than it's ever been down there, of and course. it was like, wow, maybe when you remove all the distractions, the screens, ah. and the your life's little, you know, chores, uh, all you're left with is yourself and your stupid thoughts, right. and I just really, <laughs> but I kind of came out on the other end of it, like almost purged temporarily (laughs) from it okay um but physically it was extremely difficult the first two days because I was like just uncomfortable and um didn't sleep I mean sleep was a real issue down there for me and like you know how hot it was and like yeah um, you're just on
2: the hard ground
1: you're on a little cot okay, which is right, not right, big that. enough you know yeah <laughs> and and you have to put it together yourself oh, every fuck night that. and like, that's where i'm at. yeah <laughs> everyone just started <laughs> no. shaking their heads uh-uh. like oh, hell no i'll poop in a can but
2: i'm <laughs> not putting together a cot yeah <laughs> luckily we didn't
1: have to cook for ourselves i think that would have put it was just been too exhausting yes. to do everything um but um but yeah we we uh but there was just so much magic i mean there you know you go on these little side hikes and there were like green water glisten glistening tropical paradise waterfall pools you could swim in and like you just it, it was magic there was so much stuff that happened that was i mean and you're in the grand canyon yeah so you're looking at the grand canyon the whole time and you're you're realizing you never understood the grand canyon because the first time i went i was disappointed i was like it looks like a painting. Like That's I don't even heard, understand yeah. it. It's just yeah. too hazy yeah. and like it's too big for you to grasp. I think yeah. seeing it from an airplane is actually um better more intense uh-huh. than than seeing it when you walk up to it and you're yeah. like, Okay, That's I heard, saw yeah. a picture of this online. What's different? And you get a little scared that maybe you would fall in. A hundred percent That's how I feel too. I'm yeah. always like,
0: I don't need to get closer.
1: Yeah, don't don't look up how many people <laughs> fall into the green or jump in. It's uh, it's more than I would like. You really? Know? <laughs> yeah.
0: I've never been there, but I have heard that, like, yeah, Yeah, you get slip,
1: it's over, I mean, it's too high up, you know, it's a mile deep. That's why I don't even want to
0: take my kids there, because they always get closer to edges than I feel comfortable with.
1: I get, yeah. You know, and I'm always like,
0: move back, move back, move
1: back. Yeah, I'm not personally Plus, Alex
2: only likes tiny things. Exactly. (laughs) She's like,
1: nah, can I make a
0: small version of this? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: But, um, yeah, when you're in it, it's a different, it's a much better experience, I think. You're just so overwhelmed by all of it. And the the guides that we had were so knowledgeable yeah. about everything from history to culture, uh, um, and geology, like astronomy. You know, just oh, wow. you just had this influx of like wonder. Um,
2: wow. Okay, that's good to know. And terror. Yes. You
1: know, but with the the, the big the big moment where I really was like, this is like halfway through the trip. I was like, because uh, halfway through, I'm like, I'm getting it. I'm, uh, I'm really yeah. experiencing uh, things and. Yes, my brain is fucking with me, but I am having an adventure. It's so cool sure. things are starting to happen. I'm starting to sleep a little better. Right. You know? And then we do this rapid that was um, that just stopped me in my tracks and was like, okay, at any moment this could all like tra- like become the most traumatizing <sighs> thing that's ever happened to you. Um, so oh <laughs> we God. went through this rapid Crystal Falls or Crystal Rapid and you have to go around this rocks. It was formed by like a huge, um, cause the river can change overnight from a storm or, or a landslide or, uh-huh. you know, a, a debris flow or anything from all the little side canyons. You know, it, it can change overnight. It, a huge rapid can come in and fuck everything up. And, um, so in the eighties, this rapid formed from a giant, like, you know, rock fall or something. And okay. you have to get around these rocks in the river and, um, you know, we get around and earlier in the trip, we had a moment like you don't realize what's happening when you're in the rapid because you're just screaming and holding on for dear life. And then at the end, everyone's like, yeah, you know? yeah. Right. yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> and, um, oh, my God. Um And there was a couple times where like our engine like they were working on it like (laughs) tuning it up and I'm thinking oh they'll take care of it we'll know if something's really wrong and we go through Crystal Rapids and we get around the the rocks and we get um, the engine gave out in the middle of it so we were just at the whim of the river at this point thankfully the river put us over to the left bank and um, we got stuck there so the other boat had to come over and I mean they went into action it was like you know, running... These guys can, like... They're like geckos. Like, they run up and down the rocks. <laughs> <laughs> they're, like, on the boat. Like, I'm, like... For me to move two inches on the boat, I'm, like, hold on, everybody! Hey, help me! <laughs> <laughs> right, And they're, like, <laughs> like, all over the boat and they've got ropes and they're trying to get us away from the... Because we're just stuck. And, you know, wow. they had said, you know... So I'm, like, what happens if we're stuck? I'm thinking, what is going on? A rope, like, flies and, like, whips me on the leg and I'm, like... Bleeding, and I'm like, "Yes, I'm injured," you know. Like, I'm so excited at this point. I'm part of it. Yeah, we get stuck. They unstuck us, and we're like, "Oh wow," you know. And I'm thinking, "Oh, that was my adventure," you know, the near-death experience. Like, not even close. Right. So we we get back into the river, and we're just, you know, now it's calm, and you know, you have that adrenaline dump in your body, Mm -hmm. and the euphoria that you feel, and everyone's like smiling and laughing, and we see the boat in front of us um kind of like you can see the boat teddy was his name he would uh he was like clearly like he loved like pontificating and like um and he you could see that he was like telling the boat something like in the distance and they but the boat was sort of like veering towards the literal sheer cliff face of the grand canyon the boat hits the wall and this dude Uh, flies off the boat. (gasps) He wasn't holding on. And that was, they were like, the only way you're going to fall off a boat is if you're not holding on Uh when we're telling you to hold on. Obviously, there are times where like you cannot be holding on. But when we tell you to hold on, you got to hold on. And he wasn't holding on when they hit and he fell in and everyone we were all like like over on our boat and everyone just fell silent because we could see and we could hear his wife scream oh, like echo off my the,
2: God.
1: the canyon walls and he, and we're just waiting for him to come up yeah like they're trying to see where he is yeah and it felt i mean maybe it was 10 20 seconds but it felt like an eternity yes. his little head pops up and then he gets sucked back under <gasps> again. Oh, my Blah! God. And I was like, what? no. And I'm thinking, this whole thing just went to shit. I'm about to see a guy die. Yeah. That's what I feel like. And they're they're positioning the boat. Like, they know what to do when someone falls in. Um, but he gets pulled under three times. <gasps> because and he has a life jacket on, by the way. The, we all have life jackets on.
2: Because of the rapid?
1: So on um, when you look at when you're in a river... And you see what looks like very flat, calm water um, in the middle of like where there might be some other like gentle rapids. Mm -hmm. Um, And it looks really flat, but it looks a little, I've learned now all these things about water, but like, it looks just a little like elevated, like puffy. And Uh it looks like it's sort of spreading out over the surface of something. Um, What that is indicating is that water is coming up. And it's spreading out over the surface on the top. And that means around the edges of that. um, I mean, I guess they would call it an eddy or something like that. But around the edges of that, it means water is going down. And so there's a flow down that's pulling you or anything in there. And he, um, you know, they got him out. Everyone's like, thank you, God. Oh, my God. And we get to our next break where we're having lunch. Everyone's gathered around him. Everyone's talking about it. and. He's like, first off, you know, my life jacket wasn't on tight enough. I had it loose. I wasn't <gasps> holding on the way they you know, he was like, I wasn't following the things that they told me. This made me feel better. Yes. I was like, well, yes, of course, you weren't We're following, following the rules. <laughs> right. And I'm a rule follower. So I'm going to be okay, buddy. You're an idiot. I'm smart. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and he's telling me, but he said, he goes, you know, the third time I got pulled under, I thought I can't, uh, the next time I do this, I'm going to drown because I can't get a breath he oh couldn't God. he wasn't above high enough yeah. long enough to get a good breath in and he was like i'm a goner oh and God. i mean it was that's oh so you God. know he was thanking the guys for saving him and it was just a very it was like everyone was like smiling but there was a moment amongst <sighs> the group that yeah. was like uh and then sorry i know one more thing okay. <laughs> no. You, so obviously you can die in the water down there which yeah. was scary and we were like we started doing like cliff jumping and things like that which wow. i never in a million years would do like i hate even going off like a little diving board like i hate jumping into water yes it's terrifying we did a really big one that was like 30, 15 feet oh, or something god, like that scary. into the river directly and it was oh my um, god it was really really scary and i would never do that again after uh, the feel, my sister and I talk about it like because you go so deep in the water when you jump yes. in. Yes, that's the scary part to me. And it's and we talked about how cold and dark it mm. feels when you're down there, <sighs> and then you're like, "Which way is up?" And like all that feeling of yes. just get to the and it take it feels like it takes so long to get to the surface that yes. you just oh. the panic you feel. But anyway, the other scary thing that we encountered. Which ended up being like not a big deal, but it was just a reminder that brought up some stories that people started telling, which was the people. So, if you've ever seen the Kevin Bacon uh, uh, film, Yes, River Wild. River Wild. I've been thinking about that We joked about it the whole time, like leading up to it. We're like, is this going to be a Kevin Bacon situation? We're like, you know, we're on the boat with criminals and like it ends up being like murder. It's now, such I, a funny, I, crazy movie. I haven't
2: seen it, but I know people who have seen it. So, in that way, I am linked to the movie <laughs> you were linked to the story I have the Kevin Bacon effect because <laughs> yeah okay. exactly. so no I, I don't I don't think I remember yeah, the title it's, but I don't Meryl think Meryl Streep is in yes. it it's
1: really good and but he's the
0: guy that's the bad
1: guy Kevin yeah, Bacon yeah. and it's just nuts the movie yes. is just insane <laughs> yes but um uh anyway so we were joke make jokes about that and stuff but there was a guy on the trip that was creepy and he for oh, no. some reason it fixated on me and <gasps> was like sexually harassing me throughout with oh, like my, oh god. my god throughout the trip but it was like jokes because once that group finds out you're a comedian oh Oh. yeah which that was on you yeah that was on me i should have come up with the lie from the beginning but i felt like i couldn't be dishonest down there you know
0: it just strips away everything you know
1: (laughs) down to your soul
2: this is like (laughs) nicole kidman stuff (laughs) yeah oh
1: yeah exactly so yeah um he would make a lot of sexual jokes towards me that were really creepy and uh well he was a comedian too see he thought yeah, and, and, yeah. And, 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 and he was like i'm funny listen to this yeah. and you think guys like that think you you're a comedian so, so you, you can take, take yes yeah and so then you're you're trapped in the which i've we've all been in if you if you're a funny woman in the world and yes. you're known as that it's well you can't take a joke i thought you were a comedian and then yes. they start questioning your whole Thing. Do, do a
2: joke. Tell yeah. me, the, tell yeah. me a joke.
1: Oh my god! And it just, yeah. I just know where it goes. So I would just sort of like nod, and and then I go and tell my boat because he was on the other boat. I'd tell, um what do we call ourselves? I think we called ourselves Fun Boat because <laughs> we were the fun <laughs> <Yeah>. boat. <laughs> um, I tell Fun Boat what had happened, and and I would kind of tell it like, oh, listen to what Jim said. Oh my god! And then at one point, the the river guy was like, I have an axe. Just so you know. <laughs> and, I was like, and I realized like no one else thought it was funny. And I was like, I don't think it's funny either. But this is my way of dealing with it. Uh-huh. Is by being able to tell you guys and be like, did you hear what you said? You yeah. Because what are we going to do? like right you're trapped for me to a guy yeah, right. down here this is like not gonna happen I and mean, it was pre-me too but, like yeah.
2: <laughs> cancel him from the, yeah like yeah. what are we gonna
1: do and so and it culminated with him being having like a crazy breakdown on the last night no so way he, yeah like he got really super drunk and was like howling at the moon and like we and oh my, my God. sister deals with uh she works um uh with like the you know with individuals who are homeless and mm-hmm. runs a shelter and all this stuff so she like deals with she knows how to deal with crisis mm-hmm. and mental health stuff and like you know and she just was saw his behavior and was like we got to put him to like we have to go get the guides because they would sleep on the boats and we would sleep oh, on the shore okay because he was acting crazy in the campsite well after everyone went to sleep wow. oh and God. it was the very last night and they had yeah. to get him and like kind of camp time to it th- like tree. sit next to him yeah
2: <laughs> so this is the question are you glad you did it
1: i am glad i did it because i it helped save my book that i was writing okay. <laughs> <laughs> i got to write about it for the book that's i didn't know that i was gonna right? end up writing about it when i went in but it, it afterwards i thought god that's such a fun story and it really i really went through some shit down there and i could yeah. frame it you know and write my other stories from my life in this
2: Okay, well, I, I, for one, device. am going to get the book. It's called Grand, right? Grand,
1: yeah. And, and, um, but I am glad I did it. I, I accomplished things I didn't think I could do. Jumping off the cliff, even though I, I don't, don't think I would do that ever yeah. again. Yeah. Um, I'm proud of myself for trying. Yes. And yes. I fear has dominated my life Same. in many ways, even though people, some people would consider me brave because I perform. And, right. do, you know, there's mm-hmm. different types of bravery. Right. Right. Other than that, I am uh, very cowardly. <laughs> yeah. So it was a, a I am not regretful at all. I'm really, really glad I did it. And I would like to do it again. Oh,
2: um, I love that. I know. I, I hear these things and I'm like, I want to try that. But then with the specifics, I don't know. That is kind of really scary.
1: It's only eight days. And there's days. There are shorter long. trips you can do. But I recommend the eight day because it's just more complete. Yeah, and you—it's you, long enough to really get rid of the outside world. Mm-hmm. Like I truly was like hoping we would come out and like Trump would be dead or something. Right, crazy right. that uh, happened. I mean, o- the only thing that happened then was um John McCain passed away. That was the big news okay. while we were down there. But You're like was I was it.
0: hoping for somebody else. Yeah,
1: John McCain passed away, and Louis CK started performing again. <laughs> was like, oh, <laughs> it was like oh, okay. I'm going back to the <laughs> going Academy. back.
0: One more question I have mm-hmm. for you. Is what would be your how to survive advice for anyone who's thinking about taking this
1: trip? Um, Number one, whatever they say to pack, follow that list and do not add other things to your bag because you're going to get really everyone else has to lift your bag, too. And uh, because it's like a, a oh, okay. fire line thing, yeah. you unload the boat all together. Oh. So if your bag is really heavy, people get pissed. OK. Right. And you're going to be pissed at yourself. You don't you maybe need a, a tiny duffel bag of stuff because you gonna wear the, the same it. outfit the whole time. Mm-hmm. You're going to smell. It doesn't matter. OK. Um, and then the other is uh, uh, to hang on.
2: Yeah. Don't <laughs> so let go. Let go. <laughs> and tighten that life. A lot of metaphor
1: down there. There's a lot of metaphor. Come right. Ready. With a notebook to write down all the metaphors that you will now <laughs> you will never be able to talk about life the same <laughs> um and then uh aquaphor
2: aquaphor for, for you get real dried and cracked yeah, yeah. that's yeah. a good idea
1: there's so many little things like that of like it's stuff to pack like the right things and that you can always if you do one of these trips you can talk to the company that you're going with and uh-huh. they'll, they'll give you the the skinny
2: I love this. Yeah,
1: but it's, I want to go back because I want to share it with other people. I want yeah. my husband to do it with me. I want mm. like everyone to do something like that. If you're fortunate enough to have the time yeah. and resources to do it, it's an incredible place. It's made me want to protect, um, you know, the rivers and yeah, and the your land notebooks and, and <laughs> notebooks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 protect Lots of the
0: rivers. Bags. Protect your notebooks. Yeah.
2: <laughs> thank you, Sarah. Thank you so much for coming here and Thank telling... you for letting me just
1: spew no, I love <laughs> it. a story for as Such long a as, g- as I did. Great story.
2: And, and uh, I will read the book for sure. And, uh, and you should check out Sarah's stand up and her one person show and her artwork and her Twitter because she's brilliant. Thank you. And we will be right back with What Did We Learn Today? Yes. Chris, mm-hmm. are you ready to learn what we learned today? I'm all ears. Compulsion is a 1959 American crime drama film directed by Richard Fleischer. The film is based on the 1956 novel of the same name by Meyer Levin, or as I call him, Meyer Levin, which in turn was a fictionalized account of the Leopold and Loeb murder trial. Since 1906, the word tarp has been common shorthand for today tarps are just as likely to be made from vinyl or polyethylene but they were once uniformly heavy canvas that had to be treated with tar to make it water resistant hence that's right i did look that up and did forget it find your favorite harry potter character in the sky and hope you make it home (laughs) (laughs) when fishing avoid turning yourself into a looney tunes character when casting (laughs) your hook you don't want to hook the raft
0: But what if you did? That would be almost more impressive. It would be hilarious for yourself. And you need a laugh out there. Yes.
2: (laughs) Keep those hulls healed.
0: I'm always healing my hull.
2: This is good to know. 70 knots is over 80 miles per hour. I was wondering. That's great. A solar still distills water with substances dissolved in it by using the heat of the sun to evaporate water so that it may be cooled and collected, thereby purifying it. And I believe you... Had a well actually
0: on us. Danielle, Danielle, Danielle. Uh Uh-oh, what do we do? Well, I got a news article sent to me by a friend of the show regarding volcanoes. Uh Uh-oh. So recent episode. The news article is from the LA Times. The headline reads... Fat rag. Three California volcanoes are at the top of federal volcano threat list. But we did say that there were volcanoes in California. So what are we well actualing? I think they're active volcanoes. Oh, okay. So we just should be um, mad at ourselves, right? I
2: now. don't know. I honestly don't remember from that long ago what 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 this is well actualing. I think but um, I didn't say they were they weren't I think active. We
0: thought there were there were active volcanoes, volcanoes in, in California our vicinity.
2: Okay, all right.
0: I'm I'm actually I'll take it. Are you properly (laughs) actually? I'm properly actually. Listen, something exciting. Yeah. uh, You can, as a listener, sign up to be on our email list. That's right. Go to our website, sign up. You just go to the website and it prompts you to sign up. Right. And then you're going to be in the know about new episodes, new merchandise, live events, everybody. You want to know. And our website is? (laughs) www.podhowtosurvive.com. Yay. And as always, remain calm. calm.